And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. Flyest dude in a white t-shirt with a Black Window Cream logo on it, as well as the Black Window Cream mug that he's holding right now. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to us. Thank you for listening. Today's special guest, Cal Shapiro, the singer of Time Flies, and also the new... Well, I guess it's not like he joined another group. He just He's now doing like a solo project underneath his name, Cal. And uh, he just dropped his first project. And it's called The Identity Crisis. Um, they have two songs that just came out on it. And uh, and, he, and it's booming. He's, it's his first step into being like the solo new venture. Um, but the group Time Flies that he's been a part of for so long, it, it connected to me early in Iowa. So if you don't know my story, you'll hear about it throughout this podcast. But it's crazy to hear how Cal influenced me. Um, we got to open up for one of his early, early shows in Des Moines, Iowa. We did three actually back to back and they were crazy. They were sold. I didn't know who they were. I didn't understand it. And I started doing my research and I, I think they're the pioneer of creating weekly series on YouTube um, because they had a, a series called Time Flies Tuesdays and they would drop that shit every Tuesday and they would remix songs and remake certain like, you know, songs that were trending and, you know, throw their spin on it and rap over it and sing over it. And, you know, Cal's a good looking dude. So all the chicks would go crazy for their shit. So when we played for him, when we opened for him and I was doing all the hip hop shit, I didn't really get what it was. And when we went out, there was like, you know, a jam packed room full of, it was like 98% chicks going crazy. And I never felt like more of a rock star in my life. And so that was the beginning of it. But Cal always opened his arms to us and helped guide me in my music career and creative career. Um, early on like he didn't have to he just for some reason did gave me his number early on and we stayed in touch and anytime they come back to Iowa we'd always open for him it was always really cool um, but he he definitely was like a, a low-key mentor to me to me and I, I confess that in this interview uh, so I'm glad we got to do this and have him on the podcast because uh, the dude's incredibly talented super super talented songwriter rapper singer the guy he can really do all this shit on the fly um, so yeah you're gonna hear all about it in this podcast um, and if you haven't heard his music, definitely go on Spotify or whatever and download it. The song My Brother that he just did, we actually did a breakdown on the YouTube channel, on the Black Window Cream YouTube channel, uh, breaking down with the director and the VFX artist, the pre-production, post-production, as well as like the VFX. So we made two videos that are out now, so you can check them out. Uh, just kind of giving you an insight of what goes into making creativity uh, with Cal, because the dude is, he can sing, so you got to have some visuals for that shit and uh we break it down so anyway you can have all that and uh if you're new to black window cream you can join our creative collective that we have on facebook it is free bwnc.com slash join you can sign up there tons of creators from all over the world sharing their ideas tips tricks all that stuff uh with the one goal of becoming the illest motherfucking content creator on earth and uh that's it um i recorded all this moments ago and forgot to run the video so i had to redo it and i'm bummed about it because the last one felt good but uh, we got this one in the bag. If you're uh, part of Patreon, thank you for supporting us on Patreon. If you're not and you would like to financially back this podcast, we are waiting for you. Patreon.com slash Black Cream. We have amazing perks in there for creators specifically. Uh, you can hop in on our Discord, which is a private Discord organized group chat. Uh, we have bonus podcast episodes every month we have live streams every month you have the how to charge a client guide all kinds of amazing perks if you become a patreon member so thank you for doing that you're helping us keep these lights on in this motherfucker and uh continue to make these amazing podcast episodes so without further ado let's hop into this cal episode right motherfucking now attention if you stop this podcast recording at any time you will die i don't want to 
Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we are back with another Black with no cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World. <laughs> today with my boy, Cal. Cal's on the podcast today, everyone. Round of applause. It's just me and Cal clapping. What's up, bro? So much. Yeah? Is that a normal response to what's up, bro? What's up, dude? I feel great. How what's are up, you? Dude? <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. You're in the you're in the black with no cream headquarters. How's it feel? Unbelievable, especially because I do drink coffee black with no cream. But you made this thing strong. Yeah, it's dark. It's that Dutch bro shit. I got it's a snare. Where's my Where's my audio? What you got? Nothing. Nothing. You hear nothing right now. I hear nothing. Oh shit! Hold I hear on. The sound of silence. No, keep this rolling. This is gold. Just, it is I'm gold. sure the volume's just down. No, it ain't because it, it's the splitter. It's the splitter going to my thing. Oh, you know what? You ain't plugged in, oh, bro. You know what, dude? Slap I bet this that. has to go somewhere. That does. <laughs> You know, uh, over here, like something that involved audio. Look at how ugly this shit is. Damn it. it Hold on. We'll get this figured out. This is gold. Uh, Hand it to me real quick. Yeah. Teamwork. Yep. That's a reach around for those keeping score. And now you hear. So this whole time we were talking before we started the podcast, you weren't ever hearing me. No. So when I said I sound dope as fucking here and you just didn't respond. Man, this guy really (laughs) likes the sound of his voice. It's (laughs) unbelievable. Uh, All right. Let's do this. So um, what when was it when you killed that guy? Uh, the murder? Or yeah, the, the murder. Oh, <laughs> the, the murder. murder. The unreported murder. Yeah, that's alleged murder for those. Um, we already called it. That this was going to be fully off topic all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of ADHD in here. Yeah. Um. So let's. But as I said, I think it's a superpower. It's what drives us. The ADHD uh, or the murdering. The a little bit of both. The ADHD. <laughs> Because your ability to jump around and do things is what makes you creative. That's very true. Don't let people tell you no. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all my ADHD. I, I've never... Uh, are you diagnosed? Uh, when I want Adderall. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, Cal, uh, we go back pretty fucking long. Like, it's been... I've known you for, shit, almost like eight years or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know who you are, break it down in a nutshell. I'll pre-record some intro to this shit, but just let them know. What's it going to be like? Is it going to be like, it'll be uh, fine. Like it'll be me. The British like, and he sold his house for a whopping. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I haven't owned a house. You know what I'm talking about? Life yes, I do. Okay, yeah. Cool. It's um, all the new Netflix shows. Who am I? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I'm a songwriter. I'm a very positive person. I'm an optimist. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I make music and connect with fans and write songs for a living, and I love it. He, uh, you're talented as fuck, bro. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. You've been talented. Thank you. And it, just so people understand, you. So you were in a group called Time Flies. Yes. Just recently, both of you guys started doing solo. Uh, yeah. Projects. I wouldn't say past tense. I think Time Flies is like. Well, just I'm just saying now. Yeah. There's also Time Flies plus these new solo we're ventures. On, we're on like uh, let's go explore our creative avenues. Right. Um, and so I have been dreaming up this solo project for a while, yeah. which is just Cal, which is my name. It's fully the, it's just about authenticity and being real. And um, I'm kind of saying this here first, but it's going to be uh, the longer project is called The Identity Crisis. And right. It's just an exploration of who I am and what's got me here. And just fully, I want you to hear the music and not need to read a bio or go somewhere to check something out. Cause it's like, oh, I know. Right. I just heard it. He just told me through really really good music yeah so yeah. right now you've released two songs mm-hmm. those will be on that project right 
which is do you know how long it's going to be or is that too early to talk about this mind you this uh, won't come out for a couple of weeks no it's um there is a set number right now but I, I just keep writing songs so i'm like you're still writing the songs right now yeah oh shit but like there's there's the number i have the songs but right. then i i'm always trying to like what if i came with this angle and that went before this one so yeah I, the thing that's cool about these is they're like living, breathing things. And, mm. and especially being an independent artist in this time in music history is that I don't need to have like, the album needs to be delivered July 31st yeah, yeah, before yeah. we can go, you know? Right. Like I can just, like I have come up with this plan. And right now it's a duality thing mm. where I have two songs being released at once. The first release was my brother in SoCal where you get like two sides of me. Um, so I want to keep doing that. That's dope. Yeah. So, but it will be an album. Yeah. Okay. Tight. Mm-hmm. Shit. The first two songs hit, man. They're fucking fire. <sighs> I'm excited for you, dude. It's cool because, like you said, like you just said, you're an independent artist right mm-hmm. now. Um, with what, like a distribution deal or something? Yeah. So, but you've done it all. Like you guys, through time flies, you've experienced being signed. Who are you guys signed to? Island Def Jam. Yeah. So you've been signed. Yeah. You did that whole rodeo. You've toured literally everywhere. Yeah. You guys went overseas, right? Oh yeah. Everywhere. Um. So you've experienced a ton of shit, and then on top of it, being a songwriter and working with different artists, there's like so many different things you can. I mean, we're gonna talk about so much shit. But what I love is that you were the first person to ever put me on. Okay. Straight up, Cal That's came through. Right there. It is. But you didn't know it at first. First, uh, but dude, then I knew it. Yeah, a dude and I would put hit me up one time, and he goes, uh, "Yo, do you want to? Do you guys want to open up these three shows when we were, we were doing all the rap shit?" Schooled was our group name, and shout, uh, out, bye. shout out to buy. And he hits us up, and he's like, "Do you want to open these three shows?" And I'm like, uh, "What the fuck is this?" And I like click on it, and I'm like, "What is this?" internet like this is like a whole new wave of like singing rapping over yeah. like popular records you know the first whatever and i'm like trying to, and i'm all like rap 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 yeah like, let's see what this is about and then uh the shit sold out like immediately mm-hmm. it was like a 600 cat venue yeah i think the first one in iowa city and that one sold out and i was like what and they already put us on the bill and i'm like holy shit like we hadn't played like sold out shows yet you know what i mean Damn. so then we go and we end up doing three shows with you guys in yep. iowa city des moines and illinois somewhere random yeah but right away what was the illest shit was when we played in des moines i think it was the first night yeah we we're in the venue we were like sound checked everything you guys show up you know as you should later than us and then uh <laughs> and then Douchebag. but yeah but you guys walk in but you guys came straight to us and you walked up and you're like what's up i'm cow this is res blah, blah, blah. what's yeah. going on and we just started shooting the shit and you guys were like the nicest guys but i'm like yo these these dudes have millions and millions of plays all over youtube like this is their show like they, they didn't, I don't even know if they knew anything about us, but you guys just walked up and were like the coolest people to us, Dude. which could have been like, it could have easily been that. And then it was done. But then after the show, you guys were like, Hey, come to the hotel. We're going to do a music video. Come yeah. through and sh- whatever. Shoot a music video there. Then yo, at the next show, it was like, what's up guys? Well, you guys just stayed in touch always. Yep. And then after those three shows, like you yeah, gave me your number. Stayed in touch, yeah, yeah. We stayed in touch. And I was like, t- to tell you like being from Iowa and being a musician who had no outlet, had no resources, didn't know anything except for what was online and what I could learn that way. You connecting me and telling me and giving me all this inside stuff like, yo, do this or this is how we do our shows or just being able to stand on the side of the stage and watch. That shit, like the inspiration for us, like back home. Dude, well, first of all, that's dope. I love hearing that. Pat on the back to younger me. Uh, Yeah, right. right. (laughs) But the fact that you took that and we're like that's dope let me do that and then bang crazy right you're doing that for everyone 
is like, that's how it should be. And I remember, you know, uh, one of our early shows being a radio show or, you know, you're opening for the biggest people in the name. If anyone's ever been to a radio show, like a Jingle Ball or whatever it is, where you have like 15 artists and each of them is going to perform two songs in like the backstage area, you do meet some cool ass people. Right. But a lot of people are like holier than thou, like yeah. you'll see me when I'm on stage, you know, right. stuff like that. And I just always still do think the music thing is such a gift. Like I love traveling. One right. of my favorite things. You're telling me that the the like hardest piece of work of being in music is that you have to travel and play shows for the fan. Like that's so fucking cool. So being able to connect with you, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, you can say whatever. Okay, dope, dope, dope. Um, so being able to do that and connect with you, and then you know, anytime we had something coming up in Iowa, I would always hit you up and be like, "Yeah, are you, know, you around?" We actually, do you remember waiting out that uh, tornado warning? We had to like pull we over and yeah, then, like, hide did. in that hotel. That's the Iowa shit, man. That's Iowa life one hundred one. Were you guys staying the night that night? Or were you trying to leave and you couldn't? Because yeah, there there's a- that uh, hotel with like the dope steak house attached yeah we were just chilling out in the lobby i brought chuck up yeah and uh who else came with me riley maybe i don't know but we all just came and chilled with you and there was literally a tornado Mm -hmm. we drove home and that shit was terrifying like because it wasn't really the tornado but it was like so much debris and shit flying all over the road but we're like we wanted just to stay as long as you guys wanted to hang out because we're like yo let's please like whatever we can learn like right now let's do it and you were like talking about songwriting and all this different shit you're like yo honestly if you guys are making music and you want to send it to us like it doesn't yeah like we can help shop it or whatever i'm like what the fuck like this is the coolest shit ever like even from show standpoint i could talk about this all day because it shit blew my mind i was just thinking about this two things show standpoint like we went from cabled mics uh i think like the first show to somehow buying cabled or uh, wireless mics just because of how you guys performed with wireless mics and being right. able to run the stage and me and by were sitting there in the first show is like the funniest shit by the end of the show our cables were so wound up that yeah. we were like just rapping by each other because there's no room <sighs> but i'm like what's going on and then i see you and you're able to go all over the place i'm like that makes sense and then you have in ears i'm like oh that makes sense so i yep. invest in in ears there's so much shit that like taught us how to be like professional musicians because you guys did stage life all the time right. and we didn't get to do it as often yeah so we just like sat there and studied every single thing. Like as soon as the show started, like, you know, most people that I've seen do it, like all the other local artists would just be like mingling in the crowd, trying to talk to chicks and all this shit. And we we're just like zoned in, like, all right, what are they doing that's working and how can we emulate that shit? Like it was the best practice, bro. It was I like, I love that, man. It's crazy, right? I love that. And it's like, that's what you're, think how many people are trying to figure out how they're going to do a video treatment or shoot their thing. And they're just like, I wish I had tried and failed at this a thousand times before I had to show up tomorrow and do this. So I right. knew it. But you, not that you failed, but you've done, you've no, done that. Failed a million you've times. Had people who have done that, they've had friends who have done that, and mm-hmm. now you, this community is like, this is what it should be. Yeah, this is what it should be because the like, the like, monster labels and all that stuff. Those people are always going to be trying to maximize on how do we be the most successful? How do we make money on this? Right. But the rest of us who are just creatives, it's like, how can we not only like be as inspired as possible and create as much as possible. But how can we inspire those people who are, the word below us isn't right. It's right. not below us, it's who aren't here yet. Nah, who haven't yeah. had the opportunity to have the hours. How can we show them through the shit we've gone through and help them get here? So I, I think that. that's like, that's the whole game. Yeah, it's, I, I remember it. we, we met like last last year or some shit. Uh, where we go, Sweet Greens or something? But we remember we got lunch and we were talking about it and I was telling Wait, you about- Sweet Greens sponsor? I wish. <laughs> uh, what did we do? We were we went Chipotle. I don't know where the fuck we're at. I got so many sponsors. Chipotle, yeah, we got oh Sweet Green, God, we're at yeah. In and Out, <laughs> McDonald's. Shout out. Uh, how do you think we pay for this rent, bro? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but we were at something and we were talking. I was telling you about this idea, and then you were talking about your express for like wanting to do this with musicians as well, like trying to find a way to help at, elevate. Uh, it was at that mall. 
Westfield Century City. Shout out West, to sponsor. Shout out Westfield. Yeah. Appreciate what you gang, do. Gang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this part of the show is brought to you by Westfield by Century City. By everyone on earth. Yeah, exactly. Anywhere you can eat food. Yeah. <laughs> We've secured the bag. Yeah. Uh, but I remember us talking about it, and you seem so passionate about that as well, like finding a way to elevate. I mean, you guys have done everything. You've Anytime you dropped a project, it was like I'm, you guys were on the radio. Like right. to drive through my hometown and hear my homie on the fucking uh, 92.3, which I didn't know any other artists on there. Now it's weird because I go home and now I'm like, oh shit, I kind of like know that person yeah, yeah. or whatever. But at the time, I'm like, I don't know nobody. And you're on my, you're started a career through YouTube mm-hmm. and got on the fucking radio. And that shit is crazy. But you guys have had so many different types of rollouts where you'll partner right. with different, you know what I mean? And so you have so much experience in that lane where you can help guide. I think you, you have a lot to offer, that, right. which is why I'm excited to do this podcast because you can just like, you know, gems all day. Gems all day. But we can talk about this shit forever, but before we do, I kind of want to tell, like share your story. Cause I feel like how you got, you can adjust You can yank this thing. I'm around. just going to pull it around every which way. Yeah. That's do part so of, part of the game. Um, but like getting here, you know, musically, like there's gotta be a start to this shit, right? Yeah. So how did it all come to be? Like as far as making music at an early age, were you always musical or? So I, I was always, I always loved music and my, dad was a little bit tone deaf and I could always like a little bit he would play like a classic rock song and they'd be singing the thing and I would jump the gun to like the next note and like be humming along and he's like have you heard the song before and it just like the melodies made sense to me mm. and I just became such a classic rock fan I like Crosby Stills Nash and sometimes Young and James Taylor and Cat Stevens and then I got into Yes and just like I loved harmonies and harmonizing and finding all alternate melodies to the point where like I couldn't remember the original melody because I was doing other stuff so I was always like a music fan but I was shy and I would um you know I was a professional shower singer but right. I like, wasn't doing it you know out and about um I got into some I acted in like Shakespeare growing up really? I loved Shakespeare for what your school or like a local play it was like thing? a local like group yeah and I just like saw it one time and I was like man Shakespeare is crazy I read I read one of the plays and then was like this guy's writing is just so cool. Yeah. And so it got into that and then it got me into like, I did a, um, like their only senior year they offered this musical and I did the senior musical and I got like the lead and sang in that thing and I was like, all right, I like this. But what, this were you fun. terrified going into that? Because if you're, oh my if you're God. the kid that's in the shower, yeah. going yeah. ham. I was terrified. But also when I say I got into classic rock, yes, like I skipped like the pop punk emo phase, mm. but I was, I went from classic rock to like addicted to hip hop. Right. And it was like, uh, Jungle Brothers, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Feral Monch just blew my mind. Probably yeah. biggest hip hop inspiration, just because the way he would weave between singing and rapping and like throwing his voice and changing things. I just like, I was like, damn, I just I want to do this. And then I LimeWire, you know those like old download things, ripping everything. I ripped. Um, I'm tilting this. Sorry. There was a seven minute freestyle by Jay Z and Big L. Right. Big L, another huge inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Jay Z. Yeah. And I memorized the whole thing. And I remember at a party these kids were freestyling and I dropped some of the lines that I'd memorized from this and then just started freestyling because I had the cadences and like rhythms in my brain and I was like, holy shit, I'm good at this. Well, it's so interesting that you were already like interested in the words of Shakespeare. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? The art of forming those sentences and then being able to hear it in hip hop, which I feel like is, right. you know, they're bouncing between words and finding ways to rhyme different things. Like it makes total sense that you'd kind of gravitate towards oh, that shit. Man, I just like, 
I just love freestyling. You get to a party and people are like circling up and it's like, my name is Matt. I wear a hat. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, damn. Better be getting me no. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Right. So I was just like, you know. Oh, you came in with the fast flow? I came with just the twister. <laughs> that, Fire, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, uh, there were no words attached to it. It was just gibberish. But that's kind of like how you guys, you guys kind of exploded because yeah. you did Time Flies Tuesdays, mm-hmm. which I feel like set the precedent. All right, first off, let, let me ask this question. Is Time Flies Tuesdays inspired by something? Did someone else do something like this no. weekly reoccurrence? No. Because I feel like now mm-hmm. you guys set the tone for we had our way Mondays because yeah. we wanted to be like you. The amount of people who have come up to me, people who I really look up to, who's like, hey, I'm Cal. Nice to meet you. And they were like, I stole your marketing plan for like, like it was a marketing plan. It was. It was genius. Of course, looking back, it's a brilliant marketing plan. But like when you start it, it's just like, yo, what if we time flies? That has alliteration with the word Tuesdays. What if we did time flies Tuesdays <laughs> and like fucked around in the studio? Right. So it wasn't this like, it, it, looking back, yeah, it was awesome. But the amount of people from like Lil Dicky to Studs Sunday, Studs to like people who just, you know, made that their thing. And it, it's kind of like, it was really, really hard. We did it 68 weeks in a row to start. And it was like, how do we make original music while we're doing this? And like to the fans, we wanted to make it look like, yo, what do you mean? This is three minutes of your life. You put on a beat, you freestyle and you do it. But it's like, you got to find a studio. You got to get a mic. You got to freestyle. You got to then edit all the stuff. Rez has got to make the beat. Then you have to get all the footage from the video. You got to chop that up and you got to come up with the concept for it. And then it's Tuesday again. And that's so true. That's so, ah, fuck dude. It's like so stressful. I don't think fans definitely yeah and, and you see it now more than ever because i feel like everyone's just so used to just receiving new 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 but, new but new. the content churn that's what i was going to say is like back then it was like all right we can't keep doing this and i remember not to name drop but we had a meeting with uh pharrell want to meet with us and i had one of those things <laughs> where i was you've been like so late that you have like the late sweats yeah like yes. you're like oh yeah. my god i'm fucking late yes yeah. I was late to meet like the tra- I was taking the subway in New York City to where we were supposed to have dinner and it was one of those days where the subway wasn't like running and I had to take a cab. I showed up 40 minutes late to meet to a Pharrell meeting. Unbelievable. But he said this line where he was like we're like we're stopping time for Tuesdays because you know or we're going to do them like once a month or whatever because we want to like make our original music as incredible as possible and it's it's impossible right now. Yeah, you can't. And he was like I just feel like you guys built a church and everyone loves going to this church. Don't take Sunday away from them. Damn. They like going, they, they show up every time. Don't take that away from them. And it was like, we had already kind of made up our mind, but it was like, who has Pharrell tell them something? He doesn't listen to them, but we did. And I, and I do look back to that as like, we should have kept that going, but we also- So you stopped even though Pharrell told you don't? He said, keep that going every Tuesday, but we just, we had, we had a certain like quality standard that right. we wanted to keep up. Yeah. And we could have done something that was like a, Nah. way quick version just yeah just the, like one <coughs> verse whatever yeah, yeah. but we want we liked that you know the thing that really messed us up was we had this show i think it was in dayton ohio um uh timothy's bar and grill great show but after the show ended we were like you know taking uh, pics with fans signing merch and stuff and one of our time flies tuesdays came on the speakers and we're like audio junkies and we're like this isn't mixed it sounds like shit oh right you can and hear so it. then it took the <clears throat> all right this already takes six days to like or this takes like all night or six days to yeah. make this sound like a professional recording people are going to be playing it off youtube right. you know, the biggest streaming service is youtube they're just playing this directly through the speakers right so um it just made it harder so we said no we'll do once or twice a month which we did and we were able to make great and 
original music because of it. And we were mm. able to like get our albums out and do that. So I don't know looking back if I would have done something differently, but looking at the way people release content now, which is just like daily, crazy, nonstop, it's like, man, what was I kind of, not complaining, but what was I thinking was so difficult? That's right. just what it is. Well, I think tech has evolved so quickly. That's like true. people, you know, you guys were audio junkies. I think people get us, it's crazy. We just watched a bunch of fucking artists the other day where we we're just like looking at this and we're just like, how, how did this work? You know what I mean? Cause it's definitely the shit, especially the hip hop shit of it. It's like, you hear these people just pop up and they record something and they literally do like one pass. Don't even do ad libs. That's even what layer. I love about hip hop. And I love about music right now is that like, we had to find our room that had the C12 or the even yeah. 251. I was talking yeah. about that telephone mic, but like this mic is incredible. The shit, yeah, Anyone at home, get for this. For $400, you could be get tracking this mic. with this. You can find any plugin that has like the best vocal producers in the world, their SM version right. um, that has like all the settings for you. And it sounds unbelievable. And what I love about music now is during that time when we were out, it was like the Katy Perry, Dr. Luke phase of like, the chorus isn't big enough, throw in 78 more vocals. And right, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really make like a huge. Like really blast in your face. And then I feel like Lord came with the, we'll never be royal and the super minimal sound. Right. And everyone's like, this it doesn't, is cool it doesn't have to sound like that. Yeah. It sound, and so like now your favorite hip hop tracks might sound dirty or lo-fi mm. or all these different things. It's just, we're in such a cool time. We're just create on anything. Right. Sing it on your iPhone, Mike. Who gives a shit? Just they get it out. It. Yeah, yeah, people are doing it. But yeah. I think it, it also makes it like at the time it wasn't as easy. So it was difficult to be able to be comfortable with releasing something you're not that proud of because of the time that you can only spend on it. And you're trying to do original music so you can bust out as your own artist. It's like, this is your leapfrog yeah. into the, you know, I'm an original artist game, but it's hard to get away from it because fans also are like, we just want to hear you rap over something right. that's relevant. You know what but I mean? The thing I'll say about what you just said, and I think this will speak to a lot of you guys out there. What's up? Hey guys and girls. Um, we as artists have a tendency to want it to be perfect before it comes out. Yeah. And when I look back at the things I've done, the imperfections put the biggest smile on my face. Like the, the things that weren't perfect are great and usually are even received better. And we have a tendency as creators to hold on to things because we're like, it's not there yet or it's not perfect. And I think the best thing you can kind of do is like have your vision, don't ever settle for less, but put it out because you have such a high standard for yourself that even if it's not like eclipsing your standard, it's still incredible. Mm. Don't, don't stop yourself from releasing stuff because you're a perfectionist. And I look back on some of that stuff and I feel that the Time Flies Tuesday has lost a lot of their um, kind of authenticity and, and realness. Like you're in the room with me when we switched to digital SLRs um, so instead of iPhone footage. Yeah. And now like I have all these expensive mics around and I'll record a piano part using two iPhones. So it's in stereo and like the, the idea is that the, the perfection and the industry standard perfect quality doesn't need to be what it is. Look at like Polaroid and like the old VHS type footage that everyone's using on their filters. Like it's cool to not do what everyone else is doing and it's cool to have something that feels raw. Right. Yeah. So don't be afraid of that. I agree. And I think now with like all these apps like TikTok, you had Vine, yeah. all these things where it's just really quick produced content that literally people are editing their phones for videos. And it's like, they don't give a shit anymore. And if you did shoot it with a red, sure. the same video with the red and lights and all that stuff, sound guy, everything, it wouldn't. I remember when we, yeah. the, the day we met, 
That's what we talked about. Because I remember really, I was a nerd and into video. Mm-hmm. And then you guys were like, yeah, man. And I was like, we just shoot all this shit on our iPhones. I'm like, yo, there's a, this 7D that just came out. It's so cool. You guys yeah. should use this. And you're like, yeah, I know. We have one. We, we've tried it. But... It, if we shoot it with our phone, it makes us, our fans feel like they're there with us. Yeah. And I was, I remember walking away like, dude, these guys don't understand what they're talking about with quality. That doesn't make sense. And then I started thinking about it more. I'm like, that shit makes total sense. Like the yeah. idea of a fan it feeling so raw that my mom could have been the one filming it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter about the, it's not about tricks and cameras and editing and all this shit. It's more about Sometimes just being there it with is. you. Sometimes it, it, it is. It's not that that shouldn't exist. Right. But it's just knowing that there is a place where don't not put it out because it's on your iPhone. Yeah. Don't not put it out because it's raw or, or whatever it is because that as a viewer is what lets our, lets our imagination run wild. Totally. When you've taken care of everything visually, we can't even, as a viewer, think of anything else. Sometimes it's like, all right, you packaged it. Yeah. Perfect, good job. Right. But sometimes when you leave the edges a little rough, mm. we can kind of expand on that. That's super true. When you guys started making your music, um, you know, exploring it. I know you've done a million interviews about like coming together and doing all this stuff through right. college and shit like that. What was it that kind of, you know, with you and Rez that connected for you, but then also made you feel like you guys passionately could create shit that you loved. And then all of a sudden, when did you notice like the bump? Like people started paying attention to it because yeah, you're in college or you're in high school, you're rapping at parties and all this shit and that's right. fun. But I know how easy it is just like have an idea and someone connects with you and you hang out and you guys do some nerd shit on a yeah. computer and you have a song. So when did you feel like the switch? Like you know it. what I mean? Yeah, you do yeah. some nerd shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, when did you feel the switch? When did you feel like, like people, when like did we I should be a group. Th- like we should make this thing really become. So Rez and I were actually in a funk band together. That's and tight. he heard me freestyling at a party and I was, you know, in my freestyles, I always throw some melody and sing. He's like, yeah. you can sing, you can rap. We don't have a vocalist. We have a six piece instrumental band. Just come down. And I came down and did Jay-Z like, ain't no love. And, and, and stuff like that where yeah. it was like hip hop mixed with this blues funk sound and I love I love blues too that's one of my other big influences but so we did that we won a battle of the bands we got to open for Ludacris which was crazy what the hell yeah and we're in you know we're in college at the time and everyone we were all music majors but some of the other kids were like super jazz like the wrong notes are the right ones which I agree with and there's a time and place totally. for it but Rez and I were super aligned and like yo we could do something if we did this he was an unbelievable programmer still is you know, using Reason at the time, I think, um, and Pro Tools, and we just started making, just making stuff. And one of the things we never finished, because as the, in the point I just said before, like put shit out, we wouldn't put it out. We we're like, it's not good enough. It's right. not finished. It's not good enough. It's not finished. The guy who's now our manager and still is today, um, or he became our manager from day one and still is today. He sent it out to a blog and we were like what the fuck how could you send this shit out it wasn't done we never did the bridge we never told you you could do that and it starts blowing up on the blog and then we we're like oh if they like we're that sorry, dude yeah <laughs> yeah exactly oh if they like that and then we didn't leave the studio damn if they like that we can do this and and so we did and then we started doing those time flies tuesdays and then we remixed one called under the sea right but that's been a hard part is like that freestyle to me is one of my worst freestyles and it's probably one of my most viewed videos where i'm just like during the recording um the phone starts ringing, you know, and I was just like, they call me like, dude, like I'm just ripping yeah, off the yeah, things. And I, like, that's the hardest part is like, I work so hard on these lyrics, but then I have a freestyle where it's off the cuff and people are like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, exactly. And you can't like, predict that. But then I... it's like, do you lean into that more mm-hmm. for the next one? Because they like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. do you play to your audience or do you? So we, we did a mix of both where we did interpolations and we did picking songs out of a hat and freestyling. But I think I've tried to in my new music um, on, on my project have 
those really heady lyrics that make you think, but also recognize that like a, a lot of listeners, this is really tough for me to accept way back in the day, right. but people say it's like 95% of listeners don't hear lyrics. They just are there for the vibe and the beat. I, I feel and that. They, and they can memorize them. Not, not that they don't hear the words, not that they can't memorize them, but that they're not like, oh, he said that, that's crazy, like looking for meaning, right. which is where I'm up at you know, 5 a.m. trying to like, but how can that connect to the line in the first stanza? And it's like, don't get in the way of the vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I did well on uh, one of my first releases, My Brother, where it just has this like young, epic, unapologetic, where it just has this bounce and vibe where like, you, you don't always have to get in the way. And I admire that so much about the hip hop game, which you were talking about, where it's like one taken in. Like I would love to go do, yeah. do those freestyles and then fill in the cadences with words. I think everyone, we all do have, we have a tendency to overthink and I wanna make it better, but sometimes the most simple, rawest form and the advice I just gave, if you could listen to your own advice, you know, right. then you'd be just set. But <laughs> I love that. You know, if I could just, you just have to somehow keep it that raw and keep it that like we did this live. But it's so funny because you're talking to yourself from like 10 years ago. Yeah. But yeah. but what you did worked. Yeah. It's funny to hear someone that had success in their lane. And I do it all the time. I'm like, damn, if I would have just done this shit, I think I could have been the illest YouTuber, bro. Yeah. If I always say this too, especially with this podcast, because I say we have this podcast. Aren't you killing it? I'm, I'm it's, yeah. It's, no, I mean, but I could, you know, yeah, I, I want an $8 really million dollar house in the hills because just yeah. cuz. Yeah, just cuz. Those, those YouTubers. Yeah. But like this podcast, we I'd start it and then I'd go on like a tour. Or I'd start it and then I'd have like a four week work trip where I'm bouncing back all over the right, place. Right, right. And it stops. And then I go on a Beyonce and Jay Z tour. And then it's done for like, it's you just not that it. name back there. You want me to pick it up for you? Or no, don't worry about <laughs> it. Okay, <laughs> leave it there. But go on tour and it's like, you know, plus Coachella, that was like nine months where I was just right. not really with the podcast. I was like, hey, they'll understand. And then you come back and no one's there anymore because they forgot about it or they don't pay attention. So you start from scratch. And then as soon as we got back from this tour, I was like, yo, consistency is key. I'm like, that, yeah. that's so important to me is just being on it with this. Every, every Wednesday, every Sunday, I'm going to release this podcast and I was like, what if when school did our way Mondays, what happens if we would never have stopped? Like to this point right now, like literally year after year, just constantly yeah. every single whatever, like what would have been the difference? Look at Russ. Look at Russ. Ask Russ. Right? Yeah. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. But that I think is so key and I think a lot of people like, but still I found success, but there's yeah, so many, there's so many success. things that I want to change and it's interesting hearing you like having the same thing, unreal yeah, success. Yeah, that, that was a full blackout. I just had a conversation with myself like, yo, don't be afraid, put out the raw shit and then I was like, I want to make it perfect. Like, right? I'm literally, how do you not still struggle with that? We as humans are programmed to overthink and try to beat what we're doing and make it better and it's almost like, don't fight the simplicity. Yeah. Let the, let the easy stuff happen. Like, we're talking about Russ puts out a song a week for how long now? Or, or for how? so long. Yeah, and it's, I don't know the you, actual fact on that. But you, but you go that long, you think he didn't have weeks where he was like, yo, this one's not as good as the last one. Who gives a fuck? After a while, you're just like, fuck it, move on. You don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. You'll think about Under the Sea forever because that shit boomed. But if that shit didn't boom, maybe all the other Tuesdays wouldn't have gotten any traction and you guys would never have been able to do anything that you wanted or put out original music right. because you couldn't do it. You were just sitting there trying to find some sort of, we did that shit. That's what we were doing. Yeah. We are like, oh, cool, let's rap over this fucking whoever just put out this instrument, instrumental or whatever right. and see if it picks up steam because it already did well in the blogs. Maybe people will like this and it's dope. And then, nope, no one's listening and you're just like, shit. But I did see the traction and how it was working because we did like 16 weeks or some shit like that of yeah. our way Mondays. It's hard, right? It was dope, but it was cool because <laughs> locally, yeah, it was hard as shit because I did all the videos too. Yeah, so it was yeah. like, locally, 
it did like well for that. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the beta test. And that's what proved my point for this. And Time Flies Tuesdays proves my point for this. And everyone else has fucking knocked off what you guys have done, which is a shit ton of people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like more than I can count on my hands. Right. Tons of artists. But to the point of vlogging, bro, like daily vlogging, like all this shit that YouTube does now, it's that on steroids. Yeah. Like they're just, yeah, yeah. it's not musically, so it's a little easier. So it's like they have the ability just to constantly put out 10 minute movies every day. People want to connect with something. They it's need the reason it. they hit up their best friend every day. Exactly. They want someone to connect to and now your vlogger, whoever you're following can be your best friend because you get to check back in on what they're doing. It's what makes Instagram so successful. That's why you can't take four weeks off from Black With No Cream because we all want to listen to it. We all want to see what you're doing. You take right. four weeks off, we're like, well, where did he go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even, but even though you're working on something to give back to them, yeah. they don't give a shit. It's not how that's not how we consume. Did you guys ever like s- stack up Tuesdays? Would you ever do that? How do you mean? Like try to get like four in the can so you were good for that month, and you could focus on other shit? Uh, yeah, we try we we did try that. Um, it's hard cuz you're not playing on relevancy anymore cuz you guys could write like you could rap about current events that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of is hard. I'm to, even trying to think of my solo project how I want to bring my freestyles back because I want to do it but I don't know the best way jeez listen to my advice earlier just fucking do it (laughs) yeah just do it what are you what are you talking about like as far as like revealing the content like yeah is it like where does it live what is it is Mm -hmm. it on it am I doing topics am I working with people like do I do I hang out with you and you throw bags of coffee at me that have topics on them like I don't know (laughs) yeah I don't don't know know. I think it'd be dope I think fuck it start on Instagram who gives that's what stories are for do it 24 hours and freestyle is still my favorite thing in the world yeah I know it is and I need I just need to do it more you just did it sorry I do it all the time like 20 hours a day but not on camera right, right i'm not yeah, yeah i just need to do it more interesting when you guys were at you, you went to, so you said it all were in college for music mm-hmm. did you graduate i didn't go there for music but then i it was always doing so i switched my major what what did you go to school for i went there for econ and and then i did um major in music minor in entrepreneurship graduated and then oh shit yeah so you guys started bubbling when you got out of college or was that like this while in college while we were, in college we were out playing shows on the weekends and then coming back what was that like <laughs> stupid it was so weird. we didn't we didn't like we, our manager was there but wasn't like i'm a professional manager i'll come on the road with you or have a tournament it wasn't like that i remember I, my first show um brick street ohio and you guys love ohio ohio loves us we were like the house band for ohio that's <laughs> dope like, yeah it was dope but brick street ohio and he gave us like a thousand dollars cash or something and i was like you know, when you're up on the front of the stage, fans are like grabbing you. I was like, someone's going to steal this out of my pocket. So I, remember <laughs> yeah. I saran wrapped it and put it in my shoe and performed the whole show with it. Holy shit. It was like, what, what am I doing? Wow. But those are, those are like the memories. That's why I like never forget where you're at right now, because this is the thing that makes you, mm. this is what makes it. So when you do have the $8 million mansion in the Hills from being a YouTube God, goddess, whatever you're trying to do, like, those are the fun moments. How yeah. am I going to get this video? I told my fans I was going to do it. It's it's 9.59. I said I was going to be out of 10. Now it's 10 minutes late. Everyone hates me. Right. You know what? They love that. Mm. They love that you're scrambling and you're like, I'm so sorry. It's uploading. It's almost there. Like all this stuff. That, the realness of that, that is, I guess, the thesis of everything I've said here is yeah. that don't lose the realness. The realness, the rawness, that shit is what is magical. And it, and it can only happen from being real, which is why it can't be recreated. Right. Yeah fuck so true i yeah. love this shit yeah this conversation has been a long time coming because i just this i love bouncing this back and forth with you yeah it's just so cool to have grown like parallel to what you've been doing and right. focus on it and just i don't know how else to tell you how 
inspiring is to watch what you guys did. But it's crazy because you doing those videos and doing the videos, uh, sorry, you doing those like weekly things and then doing the videos is kind of what brought you. Yeah. Like you fell in love with video. Yeah, it made me have to do it. And it was just like, okay, cool, we'll do this. And I would just like put my other friends' names on there and director by blah, right. blah, blah. But I was just like, hold the camera here, do it like this, do this. And it, but yeah, I know Trial exactly what fire. it was. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking crazy. But like, as you guys explode, I remember just following you, I don't know, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit, just mm-hmm. seeing it. And you guys were always like, in an airport, blah, 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 going everywhere. I'm like, man, they're so big that they get flown. They have to fly to places. And I'm like, I've only flown like six times. And I remember, I literally almost tweeted this the other day. Like, I remember back in the day watching artists travel right. <laughs> and thinking that was so cool. And now I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm not going to die on this plane every time. But oh, like, yeah. But still, it's I remember. more fun than airport security. Like, right. That's what you were dreaming about. Yeah. But I remember thinking it was Check so cool. Shit. I Check. thought it was so cool. Like, you guys got to fly <laughs> yeah. places. I'm like, holy shit. And then you right. had buses. And I was like, that's so cool. And then now it's like, I've been, I fly so much. And I'm like, it's crazy to think that I used to want this so bad. And it's still, it's so, it's so cool to travel and shit. But at yeah. the same time, like you go into those long days of traveling and it's like, oh, this motherfucker. But I remember looking up to like, in so many different ways to That's what you guys so did, crazy. but like getting to, I mean, talk about that. Like exp- the group explodes, mm-hmm. the Tuesdays are booming. You guys would travel and start doing tours, but how many, were you guys doing a handful of shows, like one-off shows before you ever did a tour? It was just weird. It was like such a kind of. Uh, tipping point for the music industry because it was right before streaming's about to take off and everyone's struggling in the music industry because they're like well we can't make money on recorded music no so we need to do these 360 deals which i'm sure people have heard about where it's like we need to take 20 percent of everything the artist has we need to take 20 percent of their touring we haven't signed a deal at this point but they're coming to us being like i'm driving my volkswagen jetta to 2,000 person shows you know like they're like I, you guys don't have original music that's like popping off. Like you put it, our first thing, because we had, you know, an unbelievable fan base, they got us to top 10 on iTunes for like 28 minutes. But, yeah. but it was like, <laughs> but it wasn't like we were like, had the, the new radio single, everyone go right. check out. They're like, how are you selling out like 2,000 person venues and you don't have a song? Like they were like, they're like checking the math, like, but our formula, like, but where is it? Yeah. Where, where'd it go? It's people even if they didn't like the song we put out that Tuesday, they got to hang out with us like we were talking about. Right. And so from seeing that, they were like, oh, I want to go hang out with these people I know. Mm. You know, you have a song on radio. They're like, oh, I can sing that song. We're going to go to an hour show to go sing that one song. Like we've learned and we've seen, which is why Instagram has been so helpful for artists, is that you connecting to someone on a personal level, on a human level, makes the song more enjoyable or makes the song worse for you, whatever it is. But you get to connect and that's why you're showing up to the shows. Right. So the formula was kind of thrown out the window because it was like people were coming, they were like, I didn't even, that was one of our pet peeves in the beginning, but I learned to embrace it. People were like, Time Flies Tuesday, we love you. It's like, oh no, the band's called Time Flies. <laughs> Tuesday is actually a day of the week, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, but, Shit. and they, you know, when we're performing the original songs, they're like some, you know, diehards who are singing the words and everyone's looking up like, where, where was this? Right. I don't remember How this on the YouTube, right. uh, on the Tuesday thing. Um, so weird. It was just that you hung out with us every Tuesday. So wh- when we were in your city, why the fuck wouldn't you come hang out? With right. Us? And it was such a it was such a unique situation. I forgot your question. Did you guys so did so did that set you up to? Because I think I don't know if this is true, but I feel like the time when we played with you guys those first three shows, I feel like that was one of your first U.S. tours. Yeah, yeah. Headline? Oh my god. Yeah. So that was the first tour. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh-huh. So how many shows had you guys played before that? Because you kind of had your tour dialed in. It got better. It got bigger right, right, right. the next time you came by. But like that first tour, um, probably had like fifteen or 
15 under our belt really or 20 maybe so how is that working more you were just getting hit up by booking agents or were you guys seeking out uh like regions our manager you- actually always had his mind set on like this one guy matt galley who's a super agent you know like from um, from uh, paradigm like yeah from sean Mendez yeah. to everyone you know he's, right. he's a star but so he eventually signed us and then you know had us routing the tour is better but before that it was you know driving a jetta get a flat tire do this stuff like <laughs> shit can we rent a van it, it's just but that puts the biggest smile on my face it does yeah. the most fun tours that was the best yeah so was it um how did you guys handle you're making money off this shit you mm-hmm. know what i mean it starts to make money yeah. so which is inspiration and obviously a drive to like keep going and also mm-hmm. seeing a future for stuff so like how did you guys handle that starting to be able to make money from this or did you sense that like yo if we keep this shit cracking like this could eventually turn into a, a career for us like we can really make money off this shit like they're we're in demand right now i think that came later you know it's easy to look at the ride when you're like looking at it from afar yeah but when you're on the ride you're just kind of riding right you know and i and i feel like during it we were just like people like our music we just made this much money let's go put it in we went and bought a six thousand dollar mic at being like everything yeah. we had you know like yeah. it was all just reinvested back in let's get a new laptop because with this pro tools always fucking crashes right we record this yeah. shit. like let's just keep putting it back in oh you know the tour we should have video walls that cost way too much money. So right. we lose money on the tour. Like, but the fans will love it. Let's do that. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so like, it was, it was always focused on that. And I'm sure you see that on the Beyonce tour and stuff like that, where it's just, how can I give so much back to show how much I appreciate it and put so much into my craft. So it's like that, that to every eyeball in the room, it's like, Oh, they eat, sleep, breathe this. Right. No, I love so that. So that's what it was, you know, then looking at it from afar, all of a sudden, you could make money in the music industry off recorded music. Right. And we were lucky enough to, you know, we got out of our label deal when we did right before we put out the song once in a while, which was the biggest like commercial success of our career. Right. And so you we, got out we of owned that. Deal? Yeah. Right before that. Holy like, two shit. Two months before that. So we own that like record. So it's, it's just the whole industry changed. So now that's when I look at this, when I'm releasing this new project, like, yeah, is it way more expensive for me to release this stuff independently? Like, I'm sure at home it looks like, uh, like oh, someone was nice enough to shoot a video for you. That's dope. Like, <laughs> right. no, that was expensive yes. as well. Yes. Like, I'm, yes. I'm investing in my project. Yeah. Working with producers, getting stuff mixed, doing all this stuff. It costs money, but I would rather spend the money and bet on myself. Like, then hand it over. Yeah, because I think that labels do a great job of pouring gasoline on fires. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if there's someone buzzing and you sign with a label, they're a bank, but they're also like, they're great at just spraying gas all over that fire. Right. Like, let's, but I don't think they're very good at starting fires. Right. So I just want to start my own fire and then, and then, See and then I'll figure out that, like, yeah, maybe I'll want to do, I'm not going to like corner myself and be like, staying independent for life. That's right, like, right, like, right. I want to make the best move for me that allows me to, um, let everything I'm working on be heard and I want to connect with as many people as I can. So once in a while, was that the, was that the record that went on the radio? That was on the radio. I Choose You was on the radio. I Choose You was on the radio. That was the first one on the radio. All the Way was on the radio for a minute. We, life is all Damn. timing, as you know. Yes. And we had some crazy timing things. Like, once in a while, had this vocal drop, the, and I choose you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And it was this, that, that, uh, it's a chop. Like, you can go check it out wherever. And, I remember going to radio stations like we don't know how we feel about like a vocal chop in like as like a big part of the song and now it's like you can't turn on 
with song a, without it. So that was like, okay, we're a little too early on that one. Right. Then All The Way comes out, and the week All The Way comes out, Island Def Jam, which was a legendary label, splits. Right. We went to go promote the song at a radio station, and and the person, the rep who's supposed to meet you there from the label is like, oh, I don't know if I work there anymore. And so it was like the week All The Way was supposed to hit radio, Island and Def Jam split. Time Flies is the last release on Island Def Jam. Now Holy they're separate shit. labels, Island and Def Jam. But you talk about life being timing. Island Def Jam, this massive thing with the radio department, we're so hyped for All The Way to come out. It comes out, they split, and that song just falls right through the cracks. And it still became the song of the World Series. It became, it was used in a trailer, a couple trailers, like my Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 and stuff like that, which was amazing. That's so crazy. But it's, when you hear people say life is all timing until you live it, Damn. it's a crazy thing. So even though they split, they were still handling those deals like getting in the World Series and and kind movie of. placements? It or was, was like that you no guys? No one was kind of handling the deals. So like, we, Island Def Jam split. Most of the hip-hop roster went with Def Jam. Most of the, like, the non-hip-hop went with Island. Def Jam took the radio department. Island had no radio department. We were <laughs> like, we signed with you guys to hopefully like bump our shit to radio. And That's insane. We don't have a radio department. So it's like... So then when did you guys get out of it? We put out one more album with them just for fun and we just saw how the promotion and everything was going and we had a great relationship with them great people over there they were just like they had a bomb dropped on them they were they're, like they're starting over yeah yeah and so we went to our guy david massey who now runs arista shout out massey who's unbelievable and just said you know this we we signed with you under the like premise that this stuff was going to be worked to radio like obviously you guys are kind of rebuilding you don't have a radio staff right so we can't do that part um and i think maybe it, it, it could be awesome if we could get out of our deal and focus on doing our next thing so is that complicated i mean he had no he didn't have to do that he could we had a four album deal we put out two albums he could have easily just said like nah you're here that's, that's so how artists get up. shelves that's so fucked up shelved. that yeah. that's that you you know they completely restructured their divisions and left you guys hanging when it was already proving that it was working like you had was that that was that was the third song that you guys were dropping that was radio, radio. uh i think second song second song so yeah. the first one worked it, yeah, it did all right. It w- I wouldn't say like it wasn't like a top ten record, but it but it but it was played. It was remixed by yeah. like Fetty Legrand, all these people. It, was pl- it definitely had plays. Right, it had yeah. plays. But yeah. it's like okay, that works, and then they split, and they just kind of leave you guys empty. It's so crazy. It's crazy. But, but he let you out. But he let us out. Were a lot of artists leaving, thankful. trying to leave? I mean, you've heard it from everyone. Like the label. You've, you, how many songs have you heard where yeah, they're like, yeah, fuck the label. Right. And the thing is the label, it's not like they're bad people or bad people working there. It's just the business of it is, you know, if they have a bunch of people who are like, Hey, I do hip hop. And they're like, and the other guy they signed, they did hip hop and they're both trying to put their album out the same month. The label's a business. They're like, Oh hell no, we're not doing that. Right. And they're like, but I told my fans we're putting it. Well, fuck that. We're, yeah. we're not promoting Competing. two of the same like ideas. You got to wait eight months. And now this guy's just like, chilling now his next record is like fuck the label fuck you yeah you know? exactly it's like, yeah i get it you got but but it's that's the business side that no one wants to see when you hear those stories industry. with like frank ocean and how they had signed him as a songwriter and then he drops his tape and no one knows where it came from and they're like let's sign this guy and they're like we do we he is yeah but it wasn't for that deal so he could put that out or whatever right. the story is you know i mean you hear all yeah these but different- the things get shelled that's why prince they weren't allowing him to re- release a record so he became the artist formerly known as prince and then released the record because it was a different artist name. like there's Damn. the amount of stories of this is just you guys got so lucky we got so lucky that he let us out and also who knew that that song was going to connect the way it did and that that was going to be the infancy of spotify and that was going to take off and be what it is today like 
And that's 100% yours, your, you guys. We then, after it was buzzing, we licensed half of it um, for a period to Sony, and they did a great job promoting it worldwide because then it, you know, that allowed us to tour Europe and have a... Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, so thrilled. Yo, just wanted to take a quick second to tell you about our How to Charge a Client Guide. It is now available, shopbwnc.com. You can get it there if you're a creator, if you're looking at leveling up and getting more bags when you are... Uh, charging your clients or you just don't even know how to go about doing it. We teach you how to do that in this guide. It's a 54 page guide. It walks through all kinds of different theories and approaches that you can take with your clients, your next clients or future clients. Um, so definitely dive into that. Check out the reviews that we have in our, our Instagram highlights on the Black Window Cream Instagram channel. You can see what people are saying uh, that have bought it and found it very useful. So that's pretty dope. And uh, yeah, hit up shopbwc.com and let's get back to this episode. It's uh, crazy how much you need to like, not necessarily you. And this is why a lot of people do sign to labels because there's people that do not make music that are there that understand how to deal with that type of shit. But right. it's crazy, especially being independent right now. It's like you're starting completely from scratch, right? You know what I mean? You, I am. You coming out as Cal and not time flies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That word not popping up in people's search bars, it makes it harder to find you. Yeah. So you're starting completely from the beginning. Square one. But to have the background that you guys do and the experience is really cool to know that you know that stuff. But just even you guys as time flies in that time to have to deal with, okay, we're out. We have this song. We need to do like a, a deal with someone so we can get the distribution we need. Like to even negotiate that shit. It's like, how the fuck do you do that if you're just, a, you we know? Great. Jared and Luke, our managers who are housemates in college are brilliant. Like they did an unbelievable job with that. And we all are philosophy which should be all of your philosophy is that hunger is better than like i I don't want to say experience but the person who's going to say like but look at all these other people i've worked with that have done this like Mm. if you have someone who's hungry and ready to like stay up all night because he's working on that that's the person you want on your team hell yeah and so like yeah our managers lived with us and they hadn't repped lady gaga before but (laughs) they were ready to put in they're gonna learn yeah and so we all learned this and also this shit's changing every day. Right. Every single day. Like there's going to be a new, you know, the way 4K is whatever. I, I can't speak yeah. to your language, but I could do it in music. But yeah, but the point is that like the way that's done might be different tomorrow. Mm. And so like the idea of the old 70s, like, no, nah, that's the manager you want because he's the guy. Like that's out the window. If you're hungry and that person's w- willing to work, that's who you should be working with because it's, tomorrow it's going to be different and you're going to have to learn. You yeah. need the person who's ready to learn and not just say, this is the way it used to work. Right. Beyonce dropped an album in the middle of the night, told no one about it, broke the game. Yep. That's so fucking cool. That's sick. That would have been every label's nightmare in the past. Like, what do you mean we can't set it up? We need the single to set it up so that it does, you know, a hundred million in sales or whatever. Yeah. No, she dropped in the middle of the night and those rogue guerrilla marketing plays for you guys making videos, for us making music, like that's the way to do it. Facts. Yeah. Super facts. Be different. Right. I like Shout that. Shout out Apple. Great slogan. <laughs> Another great slogan, <laughs> Nike. Just do it. Shit. Wow. Good work. Keep them coming. Wow. Um, cheers. Cheers on the Yeah, cheers on that. I like that. Good call. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. That's so heavy. It's so crazy to think about. I remember... But you're not thinking about the shit that you have to deal with, that you know that's innate to you. Like, I know this stuff because I've lived it. How much stuff like that your fans would love to hear about the behind the scenes oh, like video stuff that I can't even imagine like consent forms and this is approved but now so and so didn't get like didn't sign the waiver yeah. it's just you, the, the hardest thing is that you want the people consuming and you want the fans to think that it was just the easy like I rolled out of bed and I made this song and here it is so many people make it feel like that but that's what you want I don't want to put on a record and feel like 
depressed this was for the <laughs> 17 years in the fucking making and so and so's dog like yeah. got sick and the, the, like all these behind the scenes things i just want to like feel that i want to feel that video i want to do that so for us no one wants to talk about the dirty or the other side of the thing but it's real yeah and as all you guys creating you're going to learn that all those fires they shouldn't be seen as a deterrent. You just have to put them out and keep mm. it moving and learn so that you can get your creative out. Right. But it is a necessary evil. Mm. You do have to know. Educate yourself. Read the books. Read the stories. Yeah. Because no, you know, knowledge is power. Do you feel like are you noticing a lot more musicians coming on podcasts and doing stories like this that are that are opening up? I don't know. I feel like I've never spoken this candidly, but I really like, no. I feel like half the stuff I've told you I've never said in an interview. But I also feel like we're friends I know you and I also the landscape has changed and I also don't want to be that not that I was ever like the canned answer guy but like never trying to like you're not going to have this conversation on fucking good morning America yeah I did not I did lie about my age on good morning America did (laughs) I don't know what happened I blacked out she was like you're 22 right and I was like yeah you did (laughs) and then all my friends were like I was 23 at the time (laughs) why the fuck did you lie (laughs) yeah that's it that's not that's an easy mistake no, I consciously was like, I should correct you. And then I was like, no. No, let it ride. Yeah, TV's scary, man. Yeah, I bet. What's that like? TV's just like, it's so like, all right, here's a 12 second spot. And like, you're like, you're like favorite parts coming at 13 seconds. And you're like, whatever the fuck is Right. It's like, no, 12 seconds, that's cutting and going here. It's just so rigid and so detailed because they got sponsors, they got ad spots yeah. that it's just like scary. There's so many people in the room like speeding, camera one. All right, you guys ready? Let's go. And you forgot everything that you thought about all night long about how you're going to fucking kill this shit and just say some something. I get so scared that I'm going to say something. What, but I mean, what's that like for your family seeing the success you've had in music? You know what I mean? To be able to carry you through life and to be able to fucking go on national television multiple times. What you, have you, you guys have done it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, Oh, sorry. The, yeah, I was, I was thinking about I was thinking about the yeah, comment yeah. I made earlier about like how you don't know you're on the ride while you're riding it, like you can't see it, which I love because that's I, so true. I think that's it. I think that while they like, how cool is this? Like, I was always some, so when I was in college, I worked for the Boston Red Sox, which was a dream job. Oh, yeah, I love, I love the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, look, I'm super young for my age. I'll take the semester off because I'd love to keep working here. And they said, well, we're doing a renovation, but our parent company sponsors this tour up and down the East Coast. Uh, it's a Verizon Wireless tour. So I'm like 20 or 19, and I'm the Verizon Wireless tour correspondent on a tour bus with boys like girls and like this. Really? It, yeah. So it was like a mini show or a festival? No, it was a tour. I rode on tour for two months with this band, and I had to go meet with student, like, uh, what is that, like the programming board, and say like, hey, where's the most foot traffic on campus? And then call the Verizon street team in that city, and they'd come and set up stands and be like, three, 4G, LTE. Like, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so I rode on tour, and I was like, I fucking... That was like your first experience, yeah. you 20 years old. I was like, I love this. And I think, I don't know. It just, like, from I watched people who were just like, wanted to live the rock star mentality and just be like fuck you fuck you fuck you my life's dope um not anyone i named but from that point on and also it's just who i am but i was always going to never let anything give me a big head Mm -hmm. and i think maybe in moments i should have not been an asshole but had like a bigger head because i'm i'm the self-deprecating humble guy right which is i think a great quality yeah but i also think you should own your shit 
and I'm just starting to, I feel like, get better at that, where I can talk about my project and be like, yo, it's fucking great. Right. I am so fucking excited. In the past, I've been like, if you get a chance to listen, I think you'll really yeah. enjoy it, where it's like, who wants to, who, like, Steve Jobs came out and he's like, I think we have this new this. thing that, if one or two of you guys get it, I really <laughs> think you might enjoy it. No, he came out there in a black turtleneck and was like, do you guys want to change the world? Because I just did. You know, yeah, it's like, did. yeah, yeah, I do. What, what is it? I want to buy it. And I think we all need to do it a little bit. You know, there are the people you know who it's like, God, the ego on that fucker. Like, how right. are you self-promoting yourself so hard? But we could all be better at being like, yo, this new stuff I'm making, I will confidently say, those first two songs, I love them. Mm. The next two I'm releasing, fucking insane. Like, my project, I'm so hyped. It's going to do amazing. I yeah. know that. I believe that. And I'm saying that kind of thing for the first time right. where in the past I, I wasn't. So I think when family members, to go back to your question, yeah. when family members or people are like, you're on TV, all this stuff, it was just like, oh yeah, check us out. We're at like on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like, oh, like this cool thing. Yeah, yeah, but if you get a chance to watch, it's like, no, that was fucking awesome. Right. I wish I like- your, your aunts and uncles are like, I don't know what Cal's up to, but I think he's been traveling around with his friends yeah. playing some music. That's yeah. like the epitome of my life. When yeah. I- that's so fucking funny. And, and when I, you're on the ride, you don't see it. It is. I like that. The, when great. you're on the ride, and I talk about this, I was thinking about this the other day because I feel like it comes down to like what's interesting is exposure and what the exposure does for people because as soon as a trip you read or a fucking name any artist that booms out of nowhere from, from SoundCloud or whatever, yeah. next thing you know, they have the craziest fucking grills or they buy whatever, they mm-hmm. have a cool car, they get all this, and it's like, damn, it's like you associate the blow up with the money and the money equals all the things you ever thought you ever wanted or yeah. didn't even know you could get, you get that shit. And right now it's like you associate, I think in our community of film and this whole shit, especially like I assume in music because all my musician friends that are starting from the, it's very hard to make a living doing that shit. Yeah. So a majority of what we talk about on this is like how to make a living or how to not make these mistakes right. or how to do this. And I was thinking about the other day, I'm like, man, it's so crazy that I didn't give a fuck I didn't have to give a fuck or didn't give a fuck about the money side of yeah. the world. You know what I mean? Well, and until you get out to this town, it feels different. Yeah, you go, yeah, it's expensive out here. No, but not just that it's expensive. You see the pinnacle of your industry mm. everywhere. Yeah. And that was a really hard thing for Time Flies when we moved out here because in New York, we were giant fish in a small pond. Like, who was making music? I go to a bar, they're like, you make music? Yeah. Oh my God, tell me everything about that. You right. go out here, you're like, I make music. They're like, yeah, so does everyone, yeah, bro. Everybody. Chill the fuck out, yeah. you know? Yeah, the bartender's making the song. And then it's right like, well, who lives in this town? And it's like, fucking everybody. Elton John has a house here. Yeah. From Elton John to Justin Bieber, like, everyone's here. Right. You're, fa- like, who makes videos out here? Like, I don't know. Do you know who Ron Howard is? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it becomes like this, like, looking up, like, how do I get there? The fact that you even said $8 million house in the hills, like, you didn't know about that. You didn't know what the hills were when you lived in Iowa. No. There's, it becomes, the dartboard the bullseye keeps like getting a little further away. Yeah. And that's a good thing because your goals should always be unhittable. If your goal is something that's like, I can accomplish that tomorrow. That's not a goal. That's like tomorrow's task. Right. The shit should be like, I don't even know how to get there, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, he's got so many fire fucking little, <laughs> little snippets. You just keep <laughs> dog. It's the coffee. I'm too jacked up. I'm cool with that. We oh should feed God. it to you all day. We need to help you have uh, write a guide for us. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm too jacked up. <laughs> nah, I think it's, it's so true. I remember, there was a time uh, just to tie in schooled with that shit. We had a song with e- or my connection with EA because then I've gone on to direct a bunch of shit for EA and right. like work with them and all this stuff currently too. But way back, my homie Marcus, who got me into rapping mm-hmm. originally, we worked in car wash together. Wow. This dude now is the head of social at EA, all games. 
we should have you talk to him. Yeah, but uh, he gave me a pack of beats. That's how I met by me and by started rapping over him, whatever that turned into school. And I remember like down the road, we had gotten hit up by Marcus cause he started working at EA and he's like, yo, Madden uh, 15 is coming out and we have the trailer. You guys could be the song. I can get you on that and like write a song that kind of fits the vibe of, you know, football or whatever. Right. And so we're like, fuck, we like got hyped and we spent all this time crafting this record. Yes. It was like our best song we ever wrote. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to happen. He like, I think he even showed me cuts with this shit. And then the last minute his boss came and was like, Oh, flip that with this like country record and timing. Life is timing. Yeah. But the, I, I want to hear your opinion on this of keeping your mouth shut. We just talked about this the other day. We have these things called morning roast on the podcast where we like deep dive into little topics. And one of them, I don't know what it's called, but like the idea of slow your roll because a lot of shit comes and goes really quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys have felt that me feeling that was one of my first blows and how it, it kind of fucked up school for us. Like everyone kind of was like, well shit, we shouldn't trust Marcus's word anymore. Not, not that his word isn't good, but like the whole EA thing, maybe he just doesn't have the pull there. Right. And let's not worry about it as much. And then the EA things kept coming and we kind of ignored it. And it, and I saw it working for other people. So I was like, fuck, but we told every, we went out to the bar. We're going to be at ESPN tomorrow. Our songs going to be, ah, the whole town of Cedar Falls is going crazy for us and shit. And then it doesn't happen. And you just look like a fucking idiot. Have you, Okay, I want to say a piece of advice Please. to everyone watching. Yes. Get hyped about the things you hear are going to happen. Don't tell everyone about the things that are going to happen. In this town, in this industry that we're in, minds change overnight. Guy shows, you know, you make a music video for whoever. She shows her boyfriend. He's like, oh, you kind of look corny in this thing. Yeah. All of a sudden, this thing that was coming out isn't coming out. Yeah minds change someone's gonna all of a sudden listen to a country song it's like ooh, this might be dope and you got fucked because of it get excited this isn't to say don't get excited but it's not real until it comes out yes and you have to remember that and that's not a bad thing that's just the way it is mm. and it's 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 hard I, i've written songs for a ton of artists you know big artists who the song's coming out and then you see their album drop and your song the song you wrote's not on there it that's just the way it is mm. And you, you're going to learn that lesson the hard way. And the sooner you learn it, the sooner you learn not to be affected with it. Don't tie like negative emotions to something like that because it's not a negative. You're on the right. You're in the right places. You're in the right circles. You're doing the right thing. So just keep plugging away at it and it will happen. But don't be the person who we've all had that moment. Yeah. You go to the bar. Shots on us. Right. We're going to be in EA Sports and you're not there. It, it ha- it'll happen to everybody. You'll feel it. But that for sure, just chill. I'll, I'll take it a step further. It won't not happen. <laughs> it's right. going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Several times. Yeah. Even if you're the biggest person in the world. Yeah. The, your favorite actor has filmed a giant movie that they've spent three months of their life going out to do and it never came out. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's just the life of like a creative is, is these ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. It's these like, you know one of my goal I write my goals on the mirror January 1st of every year I started this like two years ago I watched this documentary with Emmett Smith yeah what's you know Emmett Smith no he's uh, like the best running back in the NFL of all time okay Perfect. the Dallas Cowboys you know um, uh, so it's this show on NFL Network called like uh, another sponsor thank you NFL for all the money you give us <laughs> thank you guys um, called uh, A Football Life and it details these people's lives and I love watching it because it's like these are the most successful people and you know it's all the same th- themes we're talking about timing right. and, and how do you get there but one thing Emmett Smith did who is the current all time rushing record for the NFL Damn. Like, no one has run more yards than him in the NFL in NFL history and what he did was he wrote his goals in his locker 
at the beginning of every season and had it there so that he couldn't escape his goals. Because some people, when they set their goals, they feel like they're too high and they're afraid of them. He had to stare at it every day. I'm going to be the rookie of the year. He did that. I'm going to be this. He did that. And the one that was on the bottom of the list every single year was all-time NFL rushing record, which he'd need to play like 15 years in the NFL to even accomplish, even having a crazy season every year. Well, he did those. And he finally got to cross that off his list at the end of his career. And so I was inspired by it. And I write my goals on the mirror and I just see it every day. And so I think you just have to accept what the goal is, keep your head down and do it. And realize that the the shit we just talked about, the person wanting to have a country song, that's out of your control. No part of your universe can control that decision. Yeah. So do the shit you can control and, and just keep your head down and do that. And have, an, have intention every day. Like, if you want to be, if you want to make it as a YouTube vlogger, don't take five weeks off from vlogging. Like, right. that's you wake up and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Even as many, as many of your friends who are like, you can't make it doing that. As many as your family members who say like, yeah, they're, like, if that was a good idea, don't you think someone would have done it? That's that is just like everyone's going to say that. People mm-hmm. are afraid. We have the scariest job in the world, and that is we put ourselves out there to be critiqued. Right. It's a scary fucking thing, but if you're with it, you gotta be with it. Yeah, yeah. What? Shit, that's so true. It's heavy. It is heavy. It's a, it's a it's a crazy, crazy thing that we that we do. And before something's out, you're just sitting there. Is it good? Should I be doing this? Is it good? Is it? And then it goes out. You hit that go live button, and people hit you up like, "Yo, this is dope." You're like, "Yeah, I knew yeah. that. <laughs> I knew that. I yeah, knew that." Yeah, the we all way. talked about like, how good it was. Yeah, we Don't knew about that. It. I didn't lose any sleep and over you that. Said one yeah. kid dis. We have one guy that dislikes every black or girl dislikes every black and no cream video shout out to you I'm you're like, probably living a good ass you? life yeah, what's over going there on with you over super there? happy and positive god damn it Don't, at least that, comment say some talk some shit yeah dislike button's so trash well i think one of the most fascinating things about like social media and the youtube comment section which is one of the like most disdainful places on earth yeah is that for some reason for a creative the no, I think this is actually everyone in life. Everyone in life, the negative comments and the negative noise is the loudest by about a million. And what I mean by that is you can get a million times someone has told you, you look amazing, you look amazing, you look great when you wear this, you look great. And someone says like, red is really not your color. Right. You're probably not wearing red ever again. No. Nope. That comment sticks with you. Yeah. It's a flaw in our human nature that we see that one thing. The amount of times I saw like, I miss when you used to rap and then the next, it would influence me. I don't know how I could let it influence me, but the next time instead of singing on that, I was like, Bar. No, no, people like it when I rap, like, like spit hard. Yeah. People don't, what, this one fucking guy yeah. said this and it, it sticks in your brain. Negative voices are the loudest. It's, it's a hard thing to like. Yeah. It's fucked up and I think that they should, YouTube could I mean so many kids kill themselves over this shit which is sad as fuck because they just it gets in everyone's head but it's like why if that's a problem you should YouTube should just tie everything to your driver's license and make that motherfucking profile public as shit so everyone knows so you're afraid to talk because that's going with you to work that's going with you into the future when you want to become the president but I don't think you can you can't wait for someone to fix that like bullying it's never gonna happen bullying has been around since the beginning of time Jesus was bullied, you know? Right. (laughs) Right? Like, that's going to happen, and you just need to be bigger than that and accept, we've all heard this in a million movies and everything, but the person who's bullying you has more issues than you do. Mm. There's something going on, and they're having a hard time with it, but just you putting something out, you putting content out, you posting something... You already won. ...is such a big 
thing that you're not giving yourself a pat on the back for. So when you said your videos weren't working, you put it out. Right. And then all of a sudden they started to work. You put it out. Mm-hmm. That's fucking hard. What was one of your goals that you wrote for, for uh, last year that you accomplished on your mirror? Um, I wanted to become really good at guitar. Yeah, I saw you ripping on that shit on the iHeart story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I I'm getting better at guitar, yeah. Yeah, nice. It's hard as fuck. Um, I wanted to become a really good vocal producer, and I produce a lot of the vocals that are on my project. Um, I just see, I'm brushing my teeth. I see this thing. I'm like, oh, right. I right. can't hide from that. So then yeah. I go upstairs, and I just where my studio is, and I, mm. I like, grind on it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's a bunch of, like, little ones, but... Right, they they are happening. <clears throat> they uh, some of them don't, but you don't get discouraged. You know? When you guys started focusing on solo projects, what did you guys have conversations with each other, especially as a group? Because I know you're very cautious on making sure that it's people know time flies isn't dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which right. I think it's because everyone just assumes like, oh, everyone just split up and blah blah. They hate yeah. each other. Or whatever. Well, everyone's like, well, yeah, we're on hiatus. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Res was is was and still is one of my closest friends. We talk all the time. A 40 minute phone call before I got here. Like, that's the guy who I started this whole thing with. Like, I've learned so much from him. I'm sure he's learned a lot from me. Like, that's we've collaborated together. And so we were always, we always communicated this. And I had told him this was something I want to do. And he was like, cool, I want to do, you know, he's working on his solo thing too. Like, he's producing. And, and so I think, um, yeah, we just like have each other's backs. It's nice. It's not like there was like this. Like drama at night there will be like no there's no backstabbing there's none of that it's just like we want to see each other succeed and we both love making music so any way that that can happen is a win for everyone yeah yeah so would it you you decide to take the path of solo Mm -hmm. just doing cow as cow what what did you see as like an immediate like challenge to face as doing that or did you feel like it was just a freedom to experiment and try some shit that didn't have to matter if it like pleased time flies fans you know what i mean i don't i wasn't thinking from the fan perspective i was thinking you know i was in a 50 50 band where and i just talked about you know i have a great relationship with res but when you're creating stuff together for that many years like you start to know each other's tendencies but also like there's stuff that he doesn't like that I did and there's stuff I don't like about his production that I would say and then so we would make it this other way but now he gets to do whatever the hell he wants now I get to do whatever the hell I want so it was more like exciting like this could be anything right. and I wanted on my project to have something that embraced those classic rock and hip hop roots where the choruses felt like these big you know classic rock almost moments right. of uh, you know a lyric that was super honest like my brother my brother told me I'd never be as young as I am right now and that fucked me up because it did hearing that and you know and then I wanted to, you know, that drops into this hip hop moment. And so I wanted, I wanted songs that sonically kind of almost felt nostalgic, but then took you on like a, where the, what the fuck just happened? Right. Like, I want to shock you a little bit. Yeah. So I just got to have my own vision and do it. And I've met so many people that I was able to connect with them and start working on this project. And one of the things we talked about is, you know, small fish big pond but it can be scary how talented the people are in LA but it's also can be your best asset yeah. because you get to work with all them right so I know so many songwriters and producers who I'd worked with with st- on stuff in the past and now I just get to hit up and say like yo you free on Thursday and we make a song so cool and that's just the dream that's insane yeah and, and just being in LA the ability to bump into like 
the next big person or yeah. per, your idol, whoever it is. Right. It's so easy to do. But that's a good lesson in treat everyone with respect. Right. And like there, there are levels to LA. Like this person's killing it. They're up here. Them not being able to hang out with you tomorrow isn't like a fuck you. It's like they're up here and they're they're working their ass off. But also treat him with respect because he might be here tomorrow. Right. And that's not why you should treat him with respect, but treat everyone with respect because that's what you should do. That's as human beings, right. we owe it to everyone. Yeah. But also never be a dick to anyone because everyone is going to have their moment. There's no timeline for success. You may think like, oh, my guy hit it and he's 21, I'll never fucking make it. Well, at 35, you might be the biggest filmmaker in the history of the world. Yeah. So there's no timeline on success. Don't put that pressure on yourself and don't create bad relationships because of it. Right. I like this. So for my brother first, what'd your brother think? He was like, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nah, I just raised that. just fake shit. I was like, yeah, you did, man. I was like, I when did he say it to you? I was calling him when I was talking about doing the new solo project. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just nervous. Like built this incredible thing with time flies and not that it's the end, but like, I'm scared to go do this other thing. And you know, the fear, the self doubt, all that stuff we've talked about. And he was just like, well, you'll never, you'll never be as young as you are right now. Just like as an off the cuff comment. And then I like, kept talking and just the way I am, I was like, type that notes, motherfucker into your phone. Like, yeah. And then I look at notes at the end of the day and I'll start like extrapolating on those ideas. And I just, it was just such a, when something so simple can be so impactful, that's, that's where brilliance is because right. we hear stuff all the time. How many times have you heard a phrase and you're like, yeah, 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 we get it. And then one day you hear it and you're like, true right right, like right, right. certain things just click with you and that one just clicked with me where it was like that should announce my project like that is that is what i'm about is that i want to do this right now right fuck everything else who cares what i've done who cares where i'm at in my life like i want to do this right so i'm gonna do it i love that mm -hmm. damn shit yeah so you did the visual you did a music video for this yeah which is cool because by the time this is out this we have a video that breaks down how and shout out ob and kavika and everyone who worked on that because yeah. they are like geniuses they went ham it's crazy hearing how they actually like really conceptualize the video that's what the whole youtube video is so if you haven't checked go check it out it's on our youtube go channel check it out um is it like a direct like swipe, swipe out so sideways down no, whatever know. don't don't swipe we'll put a link in the, the description yeah, just click things um but yeah we had we just I, they were here yesterday so we sat down right here and we talked about like what went into it and their conceptualization of how they made it and what your vision was for it. So coming to it visually, you know, you had all these old, it's cool cause in the video there's also a VHS right. footage of you and your brother and like mm -hmm. you guys as kids. What was your digitizing old movies? Uh, yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. What, it, what was the goal? Like what was your goal for it? Being able to show it? Cause it's so cool. Cause it's, it's like almost so simple, but so complex at the same time. Cause right. you guys went so ham on fucking VFX that it was like yeah. crazy. But it's just you performing. You know I, I wanted mean? it to kind of look like what I said, which mm. was that there is this life. We always, all of us have a past. Mm. That's how we're here now. <laughs> so all of us have this. That should never be a deterrent for you doing things in the future. And so I wanted, I wanted to see all these visuals and be like, that's that. Every, all of that makes up me now. Yeah. Here I fucking go. Right. Not like there's all this shit that's happened. So like, well, we should, I should just lay back and like kind of coast. Yeah. It's like, no, I want, I want to attack. And there's this, 
scene with infinite regress where there's like a bunch of the frames pop up yeah and the frames and the cracked mirrors are all about the identity crisis you know like finding the identity but those frames show up and you have like this time warp like i'm going in a wormhole on the side of all this old footage and it's just like it was just like here here i am now yeah this is this the the past is who i am now in the present and i'm taking that shit to the future so what's the what's the meaning behind the cracked picture frame the cracked frame is and maybe it will become uncracked at some point. But the Ooh. but the idea is that I, as a singer, as a rapper, as a songwriter, as a musician, as a vocalist, as everything, I feel like I chameleon a little bit. Yeah. And so I just want to like unpack the question. I'm kind of learning as you are, but like, who who am I? I think we're all learning that every day. But yeah. like. Who, if I could define me, who is it? That's always such a tough question when people say, who are you? Or like another tough one when they're like, what does your music sound like? Or if you're going to drop a new, like, what does a new video look like? It's like, I don't know. Watch it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to show you. I, the, the cracked mirror is that when I look in the mirror, I'm not sure exactly who's looking back. There is like, I see this version and 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 I'm trying to make it all one right. person. Shit. Yeah, identity crisis. Yeah, that's tight. I'm f- I'm fired up and like I remember whiteboarding that video with Ob and then he'd be like, so we'll have these hanging frames and then like and I'd be like, what? How are you gonna do that? And he's like, yo, don't worry, I got you, dog. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, he, and then right after that he texts me, do you know anyone that does VFX? Yeah, I right. said, check out Kavika, and then that, it's done. Do Isn't that, that be like Ob and be but like you know this what, guy, bro? But where it's like, figure it out. How crazy is that though? Think about how funny this shit is. I remember. Uh, what shows did we? I don't know. Some show we did with you guys, mm-hmm. and we played that shit afterwards because Obi was on tour with you. Oh, should shout out! He was our videographer on tour, and yes. now did the new music video. Love it, full circle shit. But while we were, I remember we were going. He was like, "Yeah, I do the video," and I was like, "That's cool," because I'm fucking nerd too, and I'm rapping. And I'm like, we're, "Yeah, well, we're friends with these guys. We did other shows." Yeah. But he kind of ignored me, Mike. You look, he he kind of uh, you know, just didn't talk to me, and I was Is like, "What the true, hell, Mike?" Well, it what was. did we say about the whole? But I don't think he meant it. I think he was just tired and it was like, you guys have been on tour for a minute. Yeah, and so yeah. he was like, yeah, whatever. So he didn't talk to me that much. And then the next show we were walking. So, okay. I, all right. Quick story time. Take me. These are two shows that I played by myself. This is me doing my first time being like an original okay. or a solo artist. Right. Cause schooled had been doing so much shit and then everyone was kind of all over the place with their own thing. And I, I was starting to make my own music and you guys hit us up to play a show or you guys hit up the, you played at my university and you guys were like, oh, I asked the university, I'm like, hey, can we play this show? And they're like, nah, because you guys just played like a Hoodie Allen show that he opened up like two months before that. We, right. we got to find some other local artists. I'm like, there's no other fucking local, like yeah. we're the guys. And uh, and then they hit me back and like, hey, actually, well, we need to now because Time Flies requested you guys to play. And we're like, tight, That's see, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, but we weren't like doing anything. And I was nervous as shit because I'm like, well, I've been working so hard on this like solo stuff and I want to try to like release that but I wasn't ready for that yet. Um, but I need to do it. And I had a whole conversation with Bai and those guys. And I was like, yo, I know we haven't really been making music. I've been making a ton. I want to try this. Like I want to try to do my own show. And they were like, fuck it, go for it. And um, we did it. And then the, it was 10 days till we had to play that show. I had no fucking real music made. I was like literally stitching like two verses from different songs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My mom gets her breast cancer back like four days in, tells me this shit. And I'm like, Oh fuck! Another thing level oh, to this. Sorry, fuck. She came. She saw your show. She watched it. She was going ham, and 
and I, I like got in ears for the first time. I'm trying to learn how to do that. We were trying to experiment. I was playing drums. I was like, I really want to make this cool. Yeah. First show, terrified as shit. Whatever, do it. It was okay. It was it was fun. You guys ended up hooking me up with like your in ears. Like you guys, uh, yeah. Someone yeah, gave okay. me your in ears. So my show Blue was moves. trash. Yeah, yes. yeah. So then, I go play a show. It's terrified. We have like a month in between. I come to LA, and that's the first time I ever worked with my homie Andrew, who directed Chris Brown's doc. Okay. And brought me in, and I, me and him co-edited the film. He was shooting a Chris Brown video with Seven Streeter, and mm-hmm. like brought me in. And I got to do BTS for it. It was a great time. Whatever. Blah blah. blah. We play the next show with Time Flies. After that, it was me and you guys again. I'm right. way more comfortable on this. It was the best show of my life. And it was Where? the last show of my life. It was in Ames. Last show of your life? Last show of my life was At with Willies you guys. Or whatever? No, it was, uh, it was a college Ames. show. It was like a college show, I think. Okay. Some, I don't remember, but it was fucking crazy. Yeah. It was like the biggest crowd ever. And I don't know. I was just terrified and right. shit. And, but it was dope. And I we were hanging out with him afterwards. We all went out for a drink. And I was like, man, I was just in LA and I worked with this production company and I got to shoot Chris and he was like, oh, I know that production company. And like, it kind of clicked to him. He's like, cool. You kind of get like where I want to go with my shit. Like you just got to experience some real shit that I'm working towards. And so that's when we like became boys. I was like, all right, tight. Like I got him that way or whatever. And then fast forward and now it's like, it's crazy to see how full circle everything has gone where me and him are homies and he's killing shit. We're all working with the same people. Like that's how it should be. It's wild. That's how it should be. What a fucking rodeo, bro. Yeah, except now we're on the ride and we can see it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We have more experience that we, we, we recognize. What kind of car would you say gives you the most view that you're riding in? What kind of car? Yeah, because like, sometimes those like Hummers got those tiny-ass little windows, so you can't really see oh, as yeah, much. Oh, yeah, you know what God, I'm no. Prius might have a lot of window. No, no, you, you no, got to have Prius? the top down. You got to see everything. You're right, so convertible. Hmm. Yeah, the... Uh, Aston Martin DB6 okay. from 1967 Bond car. Shout out. Check Fuck, out. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy it now. Uh, it's like only $3.6 million. Oh, you in the market? I've looked at it. Definitely not in the market. <laughs> Wish I was. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a smart place to... <laughs> All right, but you got married. I did get married. Congratulations. Thank you. Fucking what? I mean, was that awesome? You guys had like illest photos. Where'd you get married? In Colorado it or something? Was, uh, yeah, Colorado. That shit looked incredible. Wait, hold on. I have to say... Yes. My session started seven minutes ago. What do I do? Oh, yo, I'm sorry. We'll wrap it up. No. Tell him we're wrapping it up. He got married. His wife's beautiful. I just scared the shit out of them at at the mall the other day. Westfield Mall, where we met. I scared the shit out of you at a cheese factory. Um, Shit, I don't know. I, like, had the... She's the most supportive person. Like, she's, like, text me in the middle of the day, like, you're doing amazing, baby. I just, like, keep keep doing you. Find the positive people in your life Mm. and keep them close, but... Obviously, I love her. Right. And uh, we got married, and I surprised her with a song at our wedding, actually, that I'm going to be releasing on Ooh. my project. That it's like, I'm I so saw everyone posting like Instagram stories, and it was like yeah. snippets of that shit. That's so cool. Yeah. Perks of dating Kyle, I guess, <laughs> or marrying him. <laughs> what? All right. So you got to go. You got to leave. I'm going to bang. This is it. I'm wrapping it up. Okay. I can wrap it up. Okay. It's all good. We, we'll do part two later down the road. Okay. Um, I'm down for part two through 17, by the way. I've right, cool. shit. No, yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. I, have, I have like a. Um, a group on patreon and they okay. they all get to ask questions so i'm gonna let you f- just quick answer their questions cool, cool, real cool. quick before cool. we wrap it up 
That's it for episode 118 with Cal. If you enjoyed the Q&A experience, if you ever want to be a part of that, you can do that by becoming a Patreon member, patreon.com slash blackwindowcream. We ask your questions to our guests, um, as well as let you hear the episode one week in advance. So if you're trying to do that, hop on it. Um, this episode is fire. If you want any links to Cal and you want to find him on the internet, we put all that shit in the description. Make sure to download all of his records and play it on loop so he gets more plays every single month because the guy deserves it. You feel me? Um, that's it. I don't know. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. Um, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave comments and let us know what you think in, in on YouTube or if you're on iTunes or Spotify, whatever. Go find a way to leave us a review because we would really like to know what you think about this shit. And uh, I think that helps other people know what they can expect when they listen to these episodes. Just like how you go and look to see if the steakhouse is fire or not because you're going to try to take a chick or your man's there and uh the reviews say that it's fire you go you go get the steak so it's the same same thing so definitely leave a review all right we out see ya peace bye